Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What up, Daniel? Not much. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going well. You're running. Oh, I'm running really life. well. Yeah, yeah, running really well. Uh, got less T minus three months till the big race, May 29th. Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. Bryce Canyon, Utah. Any Utah folks out there? Let me know. Anybody running the Bryce Canyon, Utah race? That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Let me know. We can have a DIY meetup. Said no one ever. <laughs> Anyways. Nice. Hey, the guys that I'm running with listen to DIY Money, so well, we'll meet go. up, and there'll be our crew. I'll so post something on Facebook on the DIY Tribe. But yeah, running a lot, you know, hurting in places I didn't know existed. Cool. Man, eating a ton. Holy cow. Well, you got to fuel the work. It's ridiculous. Everything I look at looks like food to me. Mmm. Hungry. Hungry. Sorry, I just got coffee. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. We're not going to dink around today. We've got a question from... Ashley. Ashley. All right, another female. Why? Because we are uh, we were low on the females, and I, I put out the claim, and boom, we got them. They jumped right up in the... In the whatever the queue because we like to keep it balanced we do we want to keep it balanced i want to hear from the ladies out there so anyways all right ashley what do you got hi diy money my name's ashley i'm 28 years old and i'm from bismarck north dakota i absolutely love your podcast and it is definitely the highlight of my week i recently graduated and finished my master's degree and ended up with about eighty-eight thousand dollars in student loans Fortunately, this is the only type of debt that I do have. I also make about $60,000 a year. My question for you today is about a second job. I would like to start paying off my student loans aggressively, and one of my thoughts was to get a second job. I'd like to hear your feedback as to how to determine if a second job is worth the time and effort, or if I should just adjust my budget accordingly to pay off my student loans faster. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Now, here's what the world would say. You know, most people probably are surprised where I fall in the world of student loans. You say that people are surprised where you fall in a lot of things. Because I think that they assume one thing that might be like, oh, it's just so black and white. Don't mm-hmm. don't get in debt. Don't do this. And the reality is, it's in my opinion, it's all about the investment return, including the understanding of risk. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I could make a case that says you should always go in debt if you could get a debt less than you're investing. Meaning if you could take out a debt for 3%, invest your money and get 6%, then you should always do that. That would be, that would be measuring just you know mathematically debt versus you know interest earned, etc. It's kind of like what rental investors do to some extent. The problem with that equation, in my opinion, is it doesn't appropriately factor in the risk and the psychology associated with that risk when, pardon my language, all hell breaks loose. H-E double hockey sticks? Uh, well, the reality is, though, is when you're looking at student loans, let's say that Ashley, without her student loan of 88000 was going to make 
forty thousand dollars. I don't know. What do you say? Fifty fifty thousand dollars? Let's let's even say fifty thousand dollars. Sure. So, just so, throw out numbers. I have well, no idea what I, she does. I don't know what she does either, but I'm I'm just saying, let's say no no student mm-hmm. loan. She get a master's degree? Is that what she said? She got a master's degree? Yeah. Ugh. So let's say that she jumped up to sixty six from fifty is a sixteen thousand dollar difference. Mm-hmm. So one might be looking at that and going, boy, $88,000, you know, that's a tremendous amount of debt, you know, to get a 60, whatever, $5,000, $66,000 income, where I would say, if you're able to get $16,000 more on that $88,000, that is an 18% return on investment per year in perpetuity. And she's working. So as long as she keeps a job, yes, there's some risk to that. But as long as she keeps a job, that's pretty, pretty secure. I like that ROI. I love that ROI. So again, I think a lot of people will be uh, shocked when I say something like that. I think it needs to be measured. As we talked on last episode, though, that doesn't mean you go get a $100,000 debt to find yourself in college when you don't know what you want to do. It doesn't mean you go get a $100,000 debt getting a liberal arts degree. No disrespect to a liberal arts degree, but you're not going to find an ROI to pay for that. It's going to be very difficult. Her situation sounds like she did pretty well. Now, that being said, I'm for all of the above, Ashley. I'm for is it E I G H or A Y or E Y? Do you know? You don't know. L E Y. L E Y. Okay. Well, doesn't all some people E I G H? Don't they spell it that way? Well, like my wife. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. Your wife spells her name Ashley. Subtle. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I was just throwing it out there, softball, to make sure you got it. Hey, bada 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 swing bada. Anyways. Point being is, I think all of the above. I'm all for a second job. I'm all for budgeting and paying it down. I'm all for, and I'm going to say it because he's, he's right in this, a little Dave Ramsey gazelle-like intensity. Get after it. I mean, I think if you have the option of, in this stage of your life, working extra, maybe you... Uh, maybe this is a medical, maybe you're a nurse, I don't know, something like that, and you can pick up additional hours in your field. My wife was a PT. She did at-home care on the weekends in order for us to help pay for our wedding. So during the week she worked, her normal PT job, and on the weekend she worked for a hospital and they sent her out to various homes to do that. It was within her profession, same kind of deal, no-brainer. No maybe you have that option. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're you know, working part-time in, a, in an Amazon facility. Maybe you're delivering pizzas. Maybe you're driving Uber at night. Maybe you're driving Uber on the way home from your job. I don't know. The reality is you do all of the above, and the sooner you get after it, the more debt you pay down, the better off you're going to be because there's probably going to come a point in your life, Ashley, where you don't have that flexibility. Maybe you have kids now. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're going to have kids. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to have a husband. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to have a partner. I don't know. Point being is you're not maybe going to be in the same flexible position that you're in now. So all of the above from me. What do you got, Daniel? Yeah, it's good. I don't know. Uh, I guess I didn't fully understand from the question about what would cause us to not come out ahead. I think if you have uh, time margin, meaning you've got extra time on the weekends or evenings. I like that time margin. I talk encrypted code. Some people, it goes right over their head. Did you just uh, create that? Well, you? Like margin. Anything's... Extra is margin, right? Uh, so anyhow, if you have time to go get a second job, I think you, I mean, you'll come out ahead. Um, now, if if you are uh, married, you have two incomes, 
you're in a higher income tax bracket, there is a certain level at which you know every dollar you make now, especially if you're bumping up into a higher tax bracket, you know you're not getting a dollar back in earnings. You're getting you know sixty cents or fifty cents. But when you're talking about aggressively getting to paying down debt. I think if you can go get a second job that's, you know, not a sort of a gig economy job where you're outlaying more expenses necessarily in some cases than you're getting in in revenue, then generally it's good. You know, if you're just going to work at Starbucks or, you know, going to do something uh, that is a just a part-time job where you get paid for your time, you will probably come out ahead. I, I can't think of any instance where that's not necessarily going to happen unless it's severely affecting something else in your main job or something of that nature. I think what we've talked about before on the podcast is really doing the math on uh, things like Uber, Lyft, uh, DoorDash, things like that, because you you could end up, you know, you're getting money now, which is helping you get out of debt, but uh, because of the wear and tear in your car and various other things, you may not in the long run really come out ahead. And so there there's some math you could do on those type of things. But as far as just a standard second job, nights and weekends, uh, to crush that debt, if you don't have a, a spouse or kids or things like that that are you know, needing to use those hours? Why not? No brainer. Absolutely. Because I mean, the quicker you do that, uh, pay off that debt, then the, I mean, the less stress you're going to have if those, you know, things come into your life later. So. And it sounds like Ashley's got the work ethic. And I mean, just based on the question, like I'm thinking about getting a second job. I love that. Like Mm -hmm. I propose that to people. They look at me like I got three eyeballs. I mean, if I didn't have, you know, well, I did this. I mean, so it doesn't, I mean, I worked all the time. Like constantly when I, when I didn't have the the kids or, you know, early in my marriage, it was, I was no, there was no weekends. I didn't have a weekend. I went to church on Sunday. I would leave church. I would work for eight hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fortunately I was building a business. So it was within the, the practice of what we were existing and doing. But if I had a job during the week, Monday to Friday, I probably would have done the same thing on the weekends, just doing a different job. No question. So I love it. We you know get after it, Ashley. And then as you as you do that and you build in that additional margin with your time margin, you know, you can then, you know, knock down that debt, get out of debt, and then once you have that debt gone, you can back off on your part-time job, take the monies that you were putting towards that debt and apply it to other areas such as paying off a mortgage or saving for a home or putting more into your retirement or whatever the case may be. Bravo, Ashley. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Huge. Huge. Set some Bravo. intermediate goals and get after them. And you're going to get a $25 Amazon gift card from Bravo. DIY Money. Boom. Can't put that on your student loan, but you can replace something you would have otherwise bought and then put $25 on your student loan. Daniel, give us a house update. I thought about you the house other day. Update. Yeah. What are you doing? Any Anything on the horizon? Ooh. Man, just kind of still in a holding pattern. If you're new to the show, uh, Daniel's been renting for a little over a year now, more than um, a year. Coming up on, let's see, we're at two and a half years now. Wow. Yeah, Time we timed flies. that terribly with the crazy housing market. Uh, Why? What do you mean? Well, I mean, if we had bought right away and then flipped it two years later, oh, we would have been. come on. Well, was, people always like to talk in the shoulda, couldas, wouldas. Oh, I thought you just swore there for a second. <laughs> in the shouldas. <laughs> I talk in the shitta too. <laughs> hey now, it's a family show, man. I in the shouldas. Your language is offensive. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so uh, we've. Been I renting. need Daniel. I need margarita, Daniel. Can we have a DIY gathering where we sit around, we drink margaritas, and we like film stuff? We don't. F- 
Daniel at is nine thirty, ten a.m. No, well, we can't do that in the office, anyways. But I'm just saying, at some point, we're, we're going to have office. It. We're in the studio. Okay, our studio's in our office. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know that Daniel. For those of you who don't know, and nobody knows, Daniel likes to cut up every once in a while. He'll get out, have a couple margaritas. He's a he's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think our listeners would be surprised to know I actually have a sense of humor. You have a great sense of humor. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is like, good. Really? Yeah. So we've been renting for uh, two and a half years now. Uh, <laughs> I had forgotten the question. I, asked <laughs> you. I, was okay. like, I was about to wrap it up. It's good when the inter- interviewee remembers the question. Huh? <laughs> you should have. <laughs> Boy, it's going downhill quick. (laughs) Anyhow, we've been renting for two and a half uh, years now. For those of you who haven't binged all the way back from the beginning, uh, we sort of accidentally sold a house, uh, though we were wanting to at some point uh, to move into a bigger house that we could kind of have room for our family that was growing. Uh, We decided to rent because prices and inventory were not favorable uh, here in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, so we've been running for about two and a half years. We've locked into a pretty good lease, but also has some good outs. We're keeping our eyes open. Uh, prices are a bit crazy. Inventory was not good when we originally started renting. It's gotten massively worse. Uh, we're kind of waiting to see, you know, a lot of uh, demand was pushed into last year with the pandemic and people working from home and wanting to upgrade and all kinds of stuff. We're just kind of waiting to see what happens in the spring, fall, and, and seeing if that shifted demand at all and we can honestly sort of find somebody who now has to relocate across the country or bought a bigger house than they wanted to during the pandemic and are kind of like, yeah, we need to kind of need to get rid of this thing. So we're watching, we're waiting, we're being patient. Uh, We've got, uh, for those of you who sometimes ask this question, we've got a chunk of cash in our down payment fund, which is in a savings account earning next to nothing, taking zero risk because we need to know at any point in the next couple months to a year to two years that when we want it, it's there. But you're doing that. This is so critical because you're building that up to be a significant either down payment or cash buyer when prices are favorable, which is probably around the time that not a lot of people have cash and they probably don't want to be selling their investments. Yeah. I mean, we're probably far away from being the cash buyer and the type of house that we want. Um, but yeah, uh, significant enough to have a down payment and not have to get into one of, you know, a funky FHA loan, PMI, all that stuff to be able to go in and say, you know, we're putting 20% down, uh, you know, the standard sort of thing and, and have a good loan and have a good credit history. And here we go. Boom. Uh, finding the one that we want and and being off to the races. So, yeah, we're keeping our eyes open. I mean, interest rates are low, which means prices are high. That's not a one-for-one, obviously, from an economic standpoint. So we're kind of taking a calculated risk because we can afford if interest rates tick up a little bit. Uh, We've done the math. We can go, okay, if interest rates go from, they're at three right now to 3.75, we can afford that payment. But some people, uh, that would price them out of some of the homes that we're looking at. And so we're going, okay, well, maybe that brings the price down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that saves some of our, you know, now the 20% is a little bit less. So we're kind of running the math. Uh, we're not gaming the system. If we find something we like at the right price, we'll buy it. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, we're kind of like, we can be super selective because we're not in a house right now that we have to sell and then buy at the same time. So put yourself in a good position. And then these decisions are way less emotional and urgent. Exactly. That's, that's critical. We're going to end on that. So there you go. That was good. Check out uh, Insta DIY dot money, the tribe on Facebook uh, and YouTube DIY money on YouTube. All right, friends. See the faces behind the humor. Yes. The faces. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.